of size and other matters. A Good Omens Potfic, written by Elsie Wrights and read by Literarian, GorillaScale86 and Jub. Chapter 4 The Function, Part 2 Gabriel's speech was as dull as Aziraphale had expected. Or so he assumed, as he let the words wash over him with a lull of gentle waves while his mind wandered elsewhere. To his left, Crowley was lounging in his seat, and Aziraphale had to resist the temptation to glance at him. To peek at the long limbs sprawling with pointed carelessness. He wondered whether the benevolent smirk that had curved Crowley's lips when he had arranged himself was still on them. But no, he was keeping his eyes on the stage, where Gabriel prattled on in a ceaseless stream of what was doubtlessly some self-congratulatory boulder dash. Now and again, Gabriel's gaze caught on Crowley, and while the flow of his words never broke, it always came with a barely perceptible furrow to his brow, which was deeply pleasing. Oh, Crowley's approach really had done wonders, and the unimpressed air in which he was watching Gabriel's talk only added to the injury. Aziraphale bathed in a fuzzy rush of gratification. This was going better than he would have dared to hope. He had gone through quite some moments of despairing at himself during the days leading up to this night. His contemplations had returned again and again to how it could be that he, who always prepared for all occurrences, who double and triple checked any plan he might make, had given free rein to someone he didn't really know. Of course, the objective had always been to keep Gabriel and his attempts at matchmaking at bay. As long as Crowley was on board with that, the method hardly mattered. And yet, this utter carelessness was not like him. Not at all. It smacked too much of trust, and trust was not something Aziraphale handed out generously. Nor easily. And especially not after such a short time of acquaintance. If nothing else, he should have insisted on there being a dress code. It would have saved him way too many flights of fancy about what the man might show up in. An irrelevant point, it had been the truth when he said that Crowley's attire wouldn't matter, and yet his imagination had kept on circling back to Crowley in all sorts of outfits. Usually right before dozing off, when the firm grip of his thoughts was slowly slipping. He had been prepared for Crowley in a dinner suit. But to actually see him... Good Lord! The man really was striking. And then Gabriel had showed up, and the way Crowley had found precisely the right words to deal with him... Aziraphale squirmed slightly in his chair. 
This was getting ridiculous. Fine, so there was no use in denying his attraction, at least not to himself. And he was rather sure that the feeling was mutual, that Crowley was as interested as he was. So why the hesitation? Why was there a little twinge inside of him that flared up at speculations what spending the night with Crowley would be like? Heavens above, the thought was tempting. Maybe even more so because it had been a while since he had found pleasure in the company of someone else. Too often what he thought promising had turned out uninspiring. Not that he had been looking, not even for a casual encounter. Maybe he had grown too picky with age. Crowley, though. With his sharp wit and challenging words. The idea of reaching out to him. Of running his palms along that sleek jacket and shirt, work at the buttons to get to the skin beneath... A burst of applause made him flinch, and his inappropriate thoughts fled to the deepest recesses of his mind. You okay? The words were low and close to his ear. He blinked. Warmth was tingling in his cheeks, and his neck felt damp, his bow tie an odd weight against his throat when he swallowed. Fine he murmured and joined in on the applause. Crowley, he more felt than saw, did not. Aziraphale's lips curled into a smile and he permitted himself a glance. Yes, his companion was still draped across the seat in an elaborate sprawl and no pretense at clapping. There was a spark of an urge, a craving to trace the sardonic arch of Crowley's mouth with his fingertips. Aziraphale cleared his throat. Would you like another drink? He tipped his chin at Crowley's empty glass. Crowley frowned at it, then eyed Aziraphale's equally drained one. How about you go and pick a nice table, and I'll get us some more? Aziraphale nodded, and together they stood up, being among the first to do so. Something that Gabriel would take notice of for certain. They strolled away from the rows and rows of wooden chairs that had been placed in front of a small podium, and back to the other half of the vast hall where the tables were spread out. The message was clear. First, all attention should be on the speakers, then the guests were free to mingle over bites from the buffet. Usually, he would sample all the delicacies on offer while trying to avoid any sort of interaction, but this evening shaped up to be quite different. Rather content with the proceedings, he picked a table in what he hoped to be a quiet corner. Aziraphale, boomed Gabriel's voice. He was heading towards him, an unknown man in tow. I've been wanting to introduce you to Sandalphon here for ages. A pleasure, I'm sure. Aziraphale muttered as he shook the man's hand, 
twisting his lips into a smile in answer to the grin thrown his direction. His eyes caught on a gleam of gold prominent in a perfect row of teeth. Sanufon is doing marketing stuff. I'm sure he can come up with lots of ideas how to optimize your shop. Proactive acquisition is where it's at, Sandalfon added with another flash of gold. Aziraphale tried to keep the smile on his face. That is very interesting, but I hardly think suitable, nor in fact necessary, in the case of my enterprise. Oh, Mr. Fell, believe me, there are all sorts of... Aziraphale blinked at the sudden silence. Sandalfon's face was colouring up as he gawked past him. Following his line of sight, he spotted Crowley sauntering towards them, two glasses precariously dangling from one hand, a bottle of wine cradled in the other. Sandy, he greeted when he arrived at Aziraphale's side. How nice to meet again. Anthony. All attempts at a smile had slipped from Sandalfon's now blank face. Crowley didn't look at him. He filled both glasses with dark red wine, then handed one to Aziraphale. Here you go. Aziraphale reached for the glass, grabbing the stem tightly. Crowley's expression was so indulgent, a soft slant to his mouth. For Gabriel's sake, he reminded himself. Crowley was playing the part of his caring partner for Gabriel's sake. He placed the glass down in front of him and glanced from Sandalfon to Crowley. So, the two of you know each other? Crowley tasted the wine, rolling it around in his mouth. This was worth having them bringing up one of their rare bottles, he mumbled, seemingly to himself, then smiled at Gabriel and Sandalfon. Yeah, Sandy and I have met a few weeks back. Wouldn't you know, Aziraphale said, and placed his fingertips on Crowley's forearm. Gabriel has proposed Sandalfon helping me with the marketing for my shop. He grimaced around the word. Crowley hummed and took another sip. He eyed Sandalfon, the other man glaring back at him with an intensity as if he tried to call forth lightning from the heavens. Well, Crowley pursed his lips. He's fairly decent in that field. You'll be fine so long as you won't let him close to whomever does your accounts. That would be me then, Aziraphale replied cheerfully. And I certainly don't intend to do so. He raised his eyebrows at Gabriel, who had been following the exchange with a poorly concealed scowl, now and then trying to catch a glimpse at the label of the wine bottle. Crowley's smile cracked into a toothy grin. Very glad to hear that, Angel. I'm not keen on sharing. He wrapped his arm around Aziraphale's waist and pulled him closer. 
Darling, you know you got nothing to worry about. Aziraphale nestled against the solid warmth beside him and didn't bother keeping the pleasure of it from showing on his face. And it was pleasant to be pressed up against Crowley, despite both of them smiling soppily at each other. He watched his own reflection in Crowley's dark glasses and was suddenly struck by the want to take them off and see Crowley's eyes. So, Sandy, Crowley drawled. Heard from Michael lately? All colour drained from Sandalphon's face. He turned towards Gabriel, jaws visibly clenched despite his attempt at a smile. I've just remembered there's something important I've got to take care of. I'll call you next week. Gabriel watched as Sandalphon stalked away, confusion and a shade of apprehension playing across his features. Oh, look, Aziraphale chirped, plucking at Crowley's sleeve. They've dished up dinner. Let's go, my dear. There are some particularly scrumptious morsels you must try. We can't have people snatching them all up. He grabbed Crowley's hand, long, smooth fingers going rigid for a second before curling around his and dragged him away. A glimpse over his shoulder showed Gabriel still frowning and picking up the bottle of wine to glare at it. As interesting as that was, do I have to worry that it is you who is working for the Mafia after all? Crowley was strutting beside him, looking indecently pleased. Just wanted to ask you the same thing. Not helping, Aziraphale chided. There was a speck of uneasiness rolling deep inside his gut. As much as I want to thwart my brother's attempts at matchmaking, I do not actually want him to fall prey to some unsavory business relations. Because it would put a damper on the family business and with that you're cozy sharp? He averted his eyes. I've always been aware that I'm exceptionally lucky in the cards that life has handed me. It's okay, Angel. Crowley's fingers tightened around his in a squeeze that managed to feel both understanding and accepting. I know you're doing well, and not only for yourself. I have, in fact, googled you, you know? Have you now? Aziraphale muttered. The surprisingly strong grip made his skin flare up in an unfairly distracting way. He willed his thoughts back to the matter at hand. In any case, do we have to be concerned about Sandalfon? In a strangely snake-like fashion, Crowley wiggled his head. Can't share too much. I always promise my clients discretion. Let's just say dear Sandy was peripherally involved in some stuff that led to an internal investigation. He was never an employee himself, but had business relations with one of them. That's how I stumbled over him. Can't be sure how much he ever was part of shady stuff himself. That's about as much as I can tell you. Aside from him being an enormous wanker, but I bet you've guessed as much. 
Aziraphale chuckled, then fell silent as they passed a gaggle of people chatting animatedly. Two of them threw an appraising glance into his direction. Gabriel really was incredibly driven whenever he set himself onto a distinctive track. Once they were among themselves again, he returned Crowley's gesture and squeezed his hand. Thank you, he said, and hoped that his sincerity carried over. I was already set on not having him in my shop, but I'll look into whether he has integrated himself into the business. See, now you sound like Mafia again. The grin was back on Crowley's face, wide and amused, and with an edge of challenge. Are you always wearing those glasses? Aziraphale blurted out, too taken by wondering how that expression lighting up his features might reflect in his eyes. Crowley, for his part, looked pleased as anything. Took you long enough. Was wondering if you'll ever ask. They reached the buffet table, and Aziraphale picked up a plate, his gaze trailing across the spread that was as luscious as the hors d'oeuvres had been. But not even the promise of all those treats could distract him now that the topic had finally been brought up. And? he asked, watching Crowley, who was eyeing the food with much sterner appraisal. Not always, of course. Crowley reached for a ramkin of what promised to be moussaka, then raised an eyebrow at him above said glasses. Would make showering a bit pesky, and I doubt they'd survive a roll in the sheets. Aziraphale concentrated on tutting with disapproval and ignored the trickle of warmth down his back. Obviously you wouldn't wear them at your home, you know what I meant. Crowley smirked and placed a few more items on his plate. The choice seemed deliberate and rather eclectic, and Aziraphale suddenly wished to know what criteria his companion based it on. Curiosity took hold of him. Alert to find out what flavors Crowley might prefer. What sort of restaurants he treated himself to after a strenuous week at work. What drink he would pick to settle down with on a cozy evening. You don't have to tell me, of course, he added, annoyed at himself by the slight grumble in his voice. You're hardly the first to ask. They carried their plates back to the table, which was blissfully devoid of both irksome brothers and would-be suitors. Crowley refilled their glasses, then propped an elbow on the tabletop. Got into the habit at uni. Thought it was cool. Once I started building my own business, I noticed it has actual advantages. I guess it does make it harder for people to read you, Aziraphale conceded. That too, yes. But also, guy my age wearing sunglasses to business meetings, most people assume I'm a pretentious pillock. And aren't you? Oi! 
Once again, he felt his lips stretch into an amused smile, which was mirrored by Crowley's. If you wanted pretentious pillocks, you didn't have to ask me to come along. More than enough of those going around here. If I remember correctly, it was you who offered to accompany me. And you agreed. Yes, well, you'll be easier to get rid of once the evening is over than the pillocks here. Crowley stilled. Something cold and unpleasant filled Aziraphale's insides when his mind replayed what he just said. The words made his stomach sink. He tried to settle the uneasy feeling by smothering it with food. Staring at his plate, he stabbed at random chunks. But that's how it was, wasn't it? That was the whole point of this charade. A pretend date, non-committal and with a clear and clean end in sight. Just the way he thought would be ideal. He really, really should have caught up with himself faster. With the way he had been enjoying this far too much. Maybe they could continue to exchange a few more messages after this. Until Aziraphale would be getting too tedious for Crowley. Or too dull. Is that what you're planning to do? Getting rid of me? Crowley murmured into his glass, the rim of it pressing against his bottom lip. Aziraphale very studiously kept his focus on the dark glasses. You keep on accusing me of being part of the Mafia. Isn't that what they do? There was a twitch of that lovely mouth. Why was he looking at Crowley's mouth again? And a contemplative hum. Hmm, true. Though I haven't done anything to warrant such treatment. Haven't even dug up any of your secrets. To his horror, Aziraphale could feel heat flashing across his cheeks. Crowley didn't mean secrets of that sort. It wasn't even a secret. It was nothing but a harmless predilection that he had kept to himself for the longest time because he had felt silly about it. Suddenly looking at Crowley's mouth felt like a safety line. At least it would stop his eyes from wandering somewhere else. The mouth quirked into a leer. Oh, do tell me, are there any secrets worth getting rid of over? He busied himself with his food to avoid Crowley's amused expression. I am sure there are not. Crowley hummed again, low and with a cadence that felt like fingertips trailing down his spine. Dear Lord, he was being ridiculous. Hmm, how about one of mine for one of yours? What? He frowned at Crowley, who was back to all relaxed and smug. You tell me what you thought of just now, and I'll keep my glasses off for the rest of the night. Aziraphale stared at him. I could always lie. Crowley shrugged. Sure you could. 
Make it a good one, at least. You don't seem very bothered by the prospect. No matter, truth or lie, whatever you say will tell something about you. How very Hercule Poirot of you. His mouth carried on, while his mind felt like running in circles, trying to catch up with whatever they might be heading towards. There are some interesting points in Christie's books. Plus, it will be fun trying to find out if whatever you tell me is true. So, we're on. Crowley smirked and stretched out his glass towards him. Still slightly reeling from the sudden turn this conversation had taken, Aziraphale stared at the invitation to agree on the butter. To hell with it. This might be the only evening he would ever get to spend with Crowley, and he was having fun. The push and pull going on between them, it was fun. A heady, yet freeing sort of fun. He picked up his wine and clinked the rim of their glasses against each other, then leaned in to whisper into Crowley's ear. About why the size of my friend's acquaintance was considered an advantage. Crowley felt his eyebrows shoot up. Of all the ridiculous coincidences. Sure, he had been idly wondering after Aziraphale gawping at his crotch in the tea room. It had seemed so uncharacteristic for him and certainly a hint at interest, but he hadn't expected. All of that was secondary, however. A far more pressing matter was the heat surging through him at that prim voice informing him that, yes, he did rather enjoy a partner who could provide an above-average prick to fuck him with. He blinked behind dark glasses. Glasses which he would have to take off. That had been the bargain. A deal was a deal, after all, and so he reached up and lifted them off his nose. The light in the hall was comfortably soft. Not too bad to get adjusted to. And oh, this did have the advantage of seeing Aziraphale in his full glory. Cheeks dusted with a charming red hue, he was staring at Crowley, and for a moment he wondered whether Aziraphale was dumbstruck by his own daring. They were standing way too close. Actually, no, they were standing at the right distance for pretending to be a couple, but definitely way too close for Crowley's drumming pulse having a good chance to calm down anytime soon. Those wide, shimmering eyes and the last remnants of a blush were doing things to him. Things that would make this situation very uncomfortable very soon. For both of them. He did his level best to think of Gabriel and Sandalfon and the tedious paperwork that was waiting for him on Monday, 
anything to keep his thoughts from wandering towards what it would be like to press Aziraphale up against the table and have him feel just how perfect a match Crowley was for all of this. What could be on offer? Maybe those plush lips would fall open in surprise. Maybe he could steal a kiss. They must feel amazing. They are beautiful. What? Aziraphale was still staring at him, then cleared his throat and looked down at his plate. Your eyes. I said they are beautiful. Why, thank you, he answered. Warmth was spreading inside his chest, a helpful counterpoint to the one that had started simmering way too south to be decent right now. A smile was tugging at the corners of his mouth. It felt small and far too honest. Yes, well... Aziraphale was scraping around on his plate, obviously as desperate to clamber his way back towards safe ground as he was. Rather a shame to hide them for the sake of style, isn't it? At that, Crowley's uncomfortably sincere smile broke into a grin. You couldn't be more wrong. And I told you, didn't I? Not just for style. Ah, yes. Subterfuge. And here I thought you clever enough not to have to resort to those sort of business tricks. Finally admitting that I'm clever? Aziraphale gave him an unimpressed glare. It was such a delightful contradiction to the colour still clinging to his cheeks that it made Crowley want to poke and prod and pry. In any case, thank you for the honesty. He sipped at his drink and arched an eyebrow. All of your honesty. The expression on Aziraphale's face clung stubbornly to stoicism, despite the blush flaring up again. He couldn't shake the suspicion that Aziraphale had surprised himself by sharing that juicy piece of information. And damn, he wasn't sure whether to be grateful for his frankness or not. Knowing how surprisingly compatible they'd be, it was way too encouraging and tempting. So, you think that I told the truth? You did, didn't you? Crowley stated. He couldn't be sure, of course, but too many things were lining up too neatly and it seemed too nonsensical a lie for Aziraphale to tell out of the blue. Perhaps. Aziraphale had taken refuge behind sweet serenity. His soft fingers closed around the stem of his wine glass with a decisive grip. A thrill of amusement shot through Crowley. It crumbled when he saw Aziraphale's beaming brother marching towards them. He groaned and threw his head back. Ugh, what now? Aziraphale frowned and turned around in time to face Gabriel. Brother dear, he greeted sourly. Aziraphale. He patted his shoulder, jolting him. I've just had a chat with Mark. 
You remember Mark? I'm sure you do. Aziraphale was blinking owlishly at him, but that did not seem to deter Gabriel one bit. Mark is very interested in old knickknacks. You should go have a drink with him. Mark, Aziraphale mumbled sullenly, could rather be considered a knickknack himself. Huh. Gabriel's laugh was a short, loud bark. You're so funny. Aren't you funny? Just don't bother trying that with Mark. He's a serious sort of fellow. Exactly the type you like. Gabriel's hand landed on Aziraphale's shoulder again, and this time it stayed, tensing into a poignant grip. You really ought to get to know him better. He could provide great support to you. Aziraphale smiled at his brother, all stony eyes and tersely pursed lips. It made Crowley realize how much different this look of disapproval was from the playful one he had been receiving earlier. Gabriel had gone back to feigning complete ignorance of his presence, while Aziraphale was shuffling towards him, whether to make a point or escape his brother's grip was anyone's guess. Probably both. I do not know what gave you the idea I needed someone to provide me with support, Gabriel. But let me assure you, if that will ever be the case, I am very much covered. Aziraphale was leaning in towards him, and Crowley couldn't help it. He snaked an arm around his shoulders, pushing a surprised Gabriel's hand away and leering at him. That's right, Gabe. I can provide Aziraphale with whatever he desires. For a moment, Aziraphale froze beneath his arm. Crowley glanced over at him and saw the faintest hint at the blush again. Then Aziraphale put on a smile so bright and flamboyant it rivaled his brother's. So we can. Aziraphale cooed and melted against him. Was there anything else he wanted? Gabriel's glare was jumping between the two of them, finally settling on Aziraphale. You can meet Mark for dinner tomorrow night. Not like he... He waved at Crowley. Will be around. One of your little friends jumping in to play games, isn't he? We'll be having words about this one. I assure you. Aziraphale protested, but Crowley had seen and heard enough. He forced himself to ignore the stab of regret digging into his chest and bent to murmur audibly against Aziraphale's neck. Angel, is there any reason not to get out of here? Anything left you want to do or anyone you actually want to talk to? Aziraphale faced him, a spark of mischief behind the mask he had put on. You know what? You're absolutely right. There is no reason at all for us to stay. Maybe we should head up to that suite you got us for the night. Plastering a dopey smile all over his face, 
Crowley stepped away from the table. You got it, love. Marvellous mattresses this place has. He winked at Aziraphale and was once again treated to the sight of teeth digging into his bottom lip. Fuck, the give of skin looked so soft. As you see, Gabriel, we are rather preoccupied with more pressing matters. Aziraphale said, not taking his eyes off Crowley, who battered down a snort in favor of giving Aziraphale his most heated stare. Would you look at that? The blush was creeping down towards the bow tie now. Yeah, busy night ahead. Crowley half turned towards Gabriel and smacked his upper arm jovially. Great party. Fun speeches. Looking forward to next time. Shall we? He offered his arm and refused to read anything into the eagerness with which Aziraphale took it. If you must speak to me any time soon, call me in uh, three days' time, I think would be all right. Aziraphale said to Gabriel with an expression that was positively angelic. Gabriel was glowering at them. This is... But Aziraphale was tugging at his elbow, and really, they had given his brother more attention than he warranted. And so Crowley strolled off, steering them through the chattering crowd towards the door at the other side of the hall. Halfway to their destination, and having circled yet another clutter of people, Aziraphale was peeking over his shoulder. Oh, he looks ever so peeved, he said, voice full of delight. Crowley allowed the chuckle to slip out that had been building up during the whole exchange. A mild balm of amusement to the uncomfortable realization of how much he hated that he had just cut their shared evening short. Great. Hope we got him into a good state. Too bad he didn't buy our stellar performance. He looked at Aziraphale, expecting to be greeted by a playful smile. Or a reproachful pout. Maybe a little self-amused laugh at the silliness of it all. He met none of it. Aziraphale was staring at him, his expression strangely guarded despite the intense focus with which he met his eyes. Crowley couldn't help but follow the blush down along the narrow patch of exposed throat. Aziraphale's words, when he finally spoke, sounded well-picked and controlled. You asked me how much I'm comfortable with. How would you answer to that for yourself? That was certainly interesting. Crowley felt his pulse quicken at the unexpected question. Nice of you to ask, but really, you must have guessed by now that I'm pretty much up for anything. Feel free to... And then there was a palm at his nape, drawing him in, and lips on his, and they felt as soft and enticing as he had thought they must. 
he let his hands fall to Aziraphale's hips, skimming along the smooth velvet of his waistcoat to bring them to his back and pull him closer. Aziraphale huffed, sounding a little surprised and very much pleased. It made him want to bury his fingers in his hair, tilt their heads just so... Aziraphale broke the kiss. Is he still watching? He whispered against the corner of Crowley's mouth, the tickle of breath lingering like an echo. Mm. Glancing at where they had left Gabriel behind, he saw him looking at them. At being caught staring, he turned around and stalked off. Sure is. Oh, you're terrible. Aziraphale had taken to make sure for himself. The way he twisted his neck to watch his retreating brother felt like some sort of unjust punishment. Crowley licked his still tingling lips. Terrible, am I? His hands flexed in the small of Aziraphale's back. Despite the all-too-real-feeling kiss being over, Aziraphale had not stepped away. His hands had come to Crowley's chest, fingers twitching faintly. They curled as if they wanted to take hold of his shirt, then splayed again. Crowley ignored the urge to press into the touch. He wanted to dig in to haul the other man even closer, wanted to cup the rosy cheeks and kiss him again. Very keen on making a point, were you? He asked when the silence felt like stretching on for too long. Perhaps. The word trailed off, Aziraphale's voice sounding contemplative as he stared at Crowley's mouth. Yes, Aziraphale was staring at his mouth, lips parted and a glassy shine to his eyes. And maybe Crowley was taking this too far too fast, but it felt like an opportunity he was not willing to let slip through his fingers. An opportunity to kiss Aziraphale one more time. He might still be looking. He might, was all Aziraphale managed before they were on each other again. Crowley gave in, allowed his hands to reach up and sink into the soft wisps of hair. A sound reverberated from Aziraphale, rich and excited, trembling between the careful slide of their lips and fuck, his fingers wanted to clench in those bright curls. He ached to deepen the kiss, to press closer, feel Aziraphale against the whole length of his body. When they broke for air, Aziraphale's words were whispered into his skin, a rounded cheekbone grazing along his sharp one. When you said you can provide all I desire, did you mean... Are you asking what I think you are? 
Aziraphale made a noise full of amusement, laced with a hint at embarrassment. He turned his face away, averted his gaze. Crowley brought his hands back to the curve of his hips and squeezed. He bent down to purr into Aziraphale's ear. I'm all ready and willing to have you feel exactly what I meant. He rolled his own hips, careful not to make actual contact. But that might be a bit too much, even for a party as raunchy as this one. Aziraphale's laughter was free and joyous and a little breathless. It felt like tension dripping from him, rang like something rare and precious that Crowley knew he could grow addicted to. Mission accomplished, Crowley stated, feeling smug, while at the same time clinging to a jovial smile in the face of that beautiful laugh. Mission exceeded, actually. Mission exceeded? One genuine laugh or one wiggle. I'm pretty sure there was a wiggle earlier, so I got both. Aziraphale chuckled and shook his head. His breathing seemed to calm down, though the hint at colour was still on his cheeks. Proof that I enjoy myself, he murmured, seemingly more to himself than an answer. He was staring at his fingers, still spread wide against Crowley's chest. Crowley did his very best to ignore the firm press of them and how heat seemed to seep into him from the contact, despite his stupid jacket and shirt being in the way. No, far more interesting was how Aziraphale licked his lips before lifting his eyes to meet his again. You do seem very invested in me enjoying this evening. Right. They could continue to dance around this, standing here surrounded by mindless chatter and dull snobs, risking Aziraphale's brother to drop in any time and completely ruin the mood, or... If you want me to ask the front desk about free rooms, I'd love to do that. Aziraphale stared at him, and for a moment he was sure that he would deny everything. That there would be some polite words or a collected little laugh that sounded nothing like the honesty he had just been graced with. But then he saw Aziraphale's Adam's apple jump along a terse swallow and the fingers against his chest closed around his lapels. Aziraphale drew himself up until his lips were ghosting along the shell of Crowley's ear. It took all his willpower to refuse his hands the wish to wander down and have a feel at what promised to be an absolutely delicious ass. He relished Aziraphale's words instead. That would be lovely.